It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Ben Steele. He's an assistant offensive line coach for the NFL's Denver Broncos. Before that, he coached with the Minnesota Vikings, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He also played in the NFL professionally with a number of teams, most notably with the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk to Ben about his professional career, both on the field and off. Now as a coach and why conviction and character are important to this assistant offensive line coach, I'd like to welcome Ben Steele to Bless to Play. Ben, it's great to have you on. Ron, thanks for having me, man. I'm a big fan of the show. I think uh, you do some really good stuff, and uh, thanks a lot for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to have you on. And first of all, with a name like Steele, I think you were destined to be a football player, weren't you, Ben? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I get that quite a bit, and the only one that I think has maybe even a stronger name than me is our, our three-year-old son. His name is Creed Steele. <laughs> so it might be in the cards for him as well. Well, let's talk about this career. Um, I like to like just give a talk about the journey because that's a part of it. You grew up in the state of Colorado, and you must be pinching yourself now coaching for the Broncos, which I'm sure you were a fan of. But when did you develop this passion for the game of football? You know, yeah, growing up growing up in a small town, Palisade. Um, you know, I kind of was always involved in, in anything that I could do that was active, uh, all, all different sports and activities. And, um, and I kind of just grew into the, to the sport in high school. My, my high school football coach, Joe Romano is a, a big influence on me growing up. Um, and just, we, he taught me a lot more about, uh, life than football, but mm-hmm. through football. And so that was, that was something that I, I kind of, um, uh, you know, always indebted to him for it, but I just, it took with me and I, um, you know, had a, had a passion for it and among other things. And I just kept getting better and I got, you know, was able to, to play in college and, and, and bounce around the NFL for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's one of the, it's, you know, one of the greatest sports, uh, in the world, in my opinion, and just a lot of the different attributes that come along with the game of, of, um, perseverance and, you know, and grit and fighting through things. And so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm blessed to actually be able to do this for a living still. I pinch myself just like you said, working for the Broncos, growing up a Broncos fan and seeing John Elway and Steve Atwater and all the greats show up at practice. So it's, it's pretty surreal and I'm definitely blessed. Now you mentioned the word persevere and you had to do this because you played small school football at Fort Lewis College and then in Mesa State College. And then you get, uh, you're an undrafted free agent. You go into camp with the 49ers. But talk about that experience playing at a small school, then going into your first professional camp with the Niners. Yeah, I never, you know, I, there were some scouts that came in when I was in college and, you know, playing at a Division two school. And we ran the triple option. So we were, you know, we were running the ball, you know, way more than we threw it. I, I, I was our, one of our leading receivers with like less than 20 catches, but you know, it was like eight touchdowns though. Cause they would, they would forget about the tight end going down the seam. And um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like an easy path, but I kind of, um, 
you know, fell into a, an all-star game and, and performed well there. And then, you know, I got some coaches that came out and worked me out before the draft and I signed as a, as a free agent to, with the 49ers. And our playbook at Mesa was, you know, we didn't really have a playbook. It was, you just knew the plays. That's how few plays we had. We were running option left, option right, and then we'd play pass, throw it down the seam. But when I first got to camp with the 49ers, and it's, you know, it's thicker than our family Bible. Like it's, it was, uh, it was a, a definitely a learning curve and, um, you know, and just fighting to try to make a team. You know, I, I got cut numerous times, um, before I actually made a team and it, it, you know, part of that had to do with just my upbringing and, and, you know, my faith also just keeping, uh, everything in perspective and putting it in the hands of God. And as long as they kept giving me a jersey, I was going to keep showing up. Now you mentioned that you didn't catch a lot of passes in college. So I assume that you had to learn how to block. Was that a plus for you going into these NFL camps that you were a good blocking tight end? You, you know what it really did for me was it taught me how to just play physical and play fast and um, and that that definitely gave me an edge and, and special teams was also a big part of my game and that's a, definitely a, a way to keep on a roster as a, as a rookie mm-hmm. um, you know that don't play much special teams in college so I just was not the most athletic I'll be honest there I was you know I could run but I wasn't also the, the strongest um, you know I was I always struggled to put on weight, so I was, you know, lean and, and, but I, I had the grid and I, I just, I literally outworked people that were probably better, um, athletically and talented than me, but the work ethic and the perseverance for, for me that really helped me stick and, and finally find a home, um, and able to make some, some teams. Let's to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Ben Steele. He's the assistant offensive line coach for the Denver Broncos. And uh, Ben, you were in camps with a number of teams, but I want to talk about your time for two seasons in Green Bay. This had to be special for you. You played with the Packers during the regular season, four passes in 15 games. You part of the offense, playing with a uh, uh, good quarterback. Uh, talk about that time spent in Green Bay, a passionate fan, fan base that uh, it's like no other. Uh, must have been a special time for you. It was really special. Um, you know, especially I have some, some family. My my great-grandma, um, you know, lived in Waukesha, and um, so we'd always spend summers up there, and she was a big Packers fan and was a, a stockholder for the team. And so I'd spent a lot of time in Wisconsin, and, um, you know, my grandpa, who was living in Chicago, quickly turned from the Bears fan to a Packers fan, which his neighbors were upset about. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so that was a very special time. Um, it's such a surreal atmosphere in, in Green Bay, you know, with Lambeau, like, just sticking out of the suburbs, and then there's the NFL stadium, and it was it, – it definitely felt like home because, for me, growing up in a small town and, and being – you know, in, in a place like uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and, and playing in the NFL for a, a storied franchise like that was 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 really cool. Obviously, Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers was drafted the next year, his rookie year. Um, I mean, it was I couldn't. You know, I, I went through the uh, they have a Green Bay Packers uh, museum in the stadium. But right before my first game, we played. We were playing the Chicago Bears, and I went down there and started to see Vince Lombardi's office and see all the cool 
historical, you know, figures of Paul Horning and all those guys. And, and, uh, I started to like really get freaked out about the pressure that I was about to go play against Brian Erlacher. And I was like, Oh, I got to get out of this museum and go focus on the game. So, but it was, it was so cool, man. It was just a really, really great place and just a huge fan base and, um, that, that support everybody and, and just having that history with my family as well it's really cool yeah that's great stuff and i guess the best thing to do is just keep it simple it's the same football field no matter where do you go you're playing with the same pigskin and just and just go at it and you certainly did i want to move ahead to this coaching career because um not everyone's cut out to be a coach but when did you know that you had the acumen or the skill set if you will to not only pursue coaching but be effective i know at the collegiate level then you migrated to the uh, the NFL to coach there. You know, I've thought about coaching for a long time, even when I was in high school. And, and um, you know, my my mentor and, and coach uh, and friend, uh, Joe Romano, who was my high school coach, and then he became a college coach. Was He was kind of the influence, too, there, um, just because of how much he put into the growth of, of young men um, to become men. And so... For me, to be able to be a part of that and have an influence on people outside of just the X's and O's of football uh, definitely attracted me. And, and at the same time, you know, coaching football, um, you know, versus sitting in the cubicle, like mm-hmm. that to me was an, was an e- easy uh, answer of what, you know, what my, my path wanted to be. So I, I always took notes, even as a player, like I was going to use these um, in my future as a, as a coach. And so I saved all my notebooks and, and everything from years of, of playing, knowing that I want to go back to this because someday I want to be in their shoes. And I learned so much from so many good coaches. And I learned a lot from bad coaches as well, mm-hmm. uh, equally important lessons. Um, and I've kind of, you know, been able to put, you know, what I thought, I, I think my you know, personal coaching philosophy together through the hodgepodge of every lesson that I've learned from each um, coach that I've been around and been a part of. Um, and, you know, to be able to get an opportunity, um, it's, you know, it's it's such a blessing to be in the NFL and, and to, to do something that you're passionate about and that you love. Um, so it, it, it started a long time ago and um, it kind of, emulates my career as a player it was wasn't easy to start you know I started out volunteering and then you know you got to move your way up the ladder and the, the best way to do that as I would always tell you know young coaches that ask advice about that is just keep your head down and work and mm-hmm. get better at what you do um, currently and you know things will work out the way they're supposed to so uh, it was it, it it definitely has been a, a path that's kind of emulated my my career as a player and uh you know i'm excited to be where i am now and we've got a great staff a new staff really excited about you know the the future of the denver broncos and how cool is it for me to be you know from the state back to my hometown coaching a team that i grew up watching yeah an exciting dual threat quarterback and russell wilson he'll be taking snaps uh this coming season for the broncos Let's play Ron Meyer chatting with Ben Steele once again. He's the assistant offensive line coach for the Denver Broncos. Ben, we always talk about the adjustments that players have to make from the collegiate level coming into the NFL, the speed of the game, of course. But 
I'm sure coaches have to make adjustments as well. And you coached at the collegiate level. What is the biggest adjustments you have to make to coach the player who is now a worker in the NFL for the respective team that you're coaching? Yeah, there definitely is an adjustment. And I, and I do think that um, playing in the NFL helped me kind of transition into that role a little quicker. Um, because it, it, it is different. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people will say that you don't have as much influence, you know, on your players personally as you do in college or high school. And, and I agree to that to some extent. But, um, you know, these players definitely, number one, still uh, want to know that you care about them as a person and that mm-hmm. you're in their best interest to make them better. And it, and it goes much further than the X's and O's portion of it. So, um, you know, they need coached just as much as anybody at any level, and they want to be coached because they're the best in the world for a reason, because they didn't just sit back and uh, rely on, on their talent, because everyone in the NFL is talented. Like, that's the difference maker is everyone is good. So now how do we help those guys separate themselves from being good to, to great? So that's the number one thing. Um you know, and, and once you get that trust and you develop that relationship with them, and, it, and it's all about relationships, how how quick you can bond with them, because the quicker you can bond with them, the, the harder you can coach them, meaning you're not going to fracture that relationship um, at all if you get onto them, because they know you're in their best interest, um, and they know that you're you're trying to make them better player, and at the end of the day, that's what they want, and that's what we want as coaches, for them to be the best version of themselves and, and how to put the best product on the field. So that, to me, is is almost, I guess, the number one thing is how similar it is um, to some extent. All right, it's halftime here on B2P. When we return, we'll talk to Ben Steele about conviction and character and why faith matters in this NFL coach's life. More with Coach Ben Steele when Blessed to Play returns after this. Teach us, good Lord, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the costs, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labor and not ask for any reward, save that of knowing that we do your will. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Ben Steele. He's the assistant offensive line coach for the NFL's Denver Broncos. Has coached in the NFL uh, a number of years. Also played in the NFL, most notably with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Ben is a faith-driven coach, I would say. His Catholic faith means the world to him. And Ben, uh, you know, faith and the competitive environment, uh, sometimes it goes hand in hand and sometimes it doesn't. And you're trying to live out your faith as a coach in the NFL. But tell me why faith matters to Ben Steele. That's uh, that's as easy of a question as, and also as hard of a question to answer. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been the foundation of my life growing up from 
um, when I was a kid and, you know, my, my mom and my, my grandmother, um, you know, were definitely huge influences on me and, and really the, um, my community of our church, um, growing up and kind of really being that, uh, rock for me to go through some of the different things of even, you know, going from a small school to, uh, to the NFL, um, and, you know, being cut by teams and I would, you know, that was one, one of the first stops I would make if I, when I got home was I would stop at my granny's house and she would always have some, um, some Catholic, uh, either verse or, or saint to, for me to lean on. And one of the, one of the things she told me after I had been cut is, you know, when God, uh, closes the door, he opens a window. And I was like, well, he doesn't want me to jump out, does he? <laughs> she, she laughed at that, but. You know, that, that to me was the foundation and, and it, it has grown and it's, it's something that we always say in, in coaching and, and as, as a player, um, you know, you, you either get better or you get worse. You never stay the same. And it's the same thing with your faith. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm still growing and I'm never going to stop growing because I'm never going to be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my faith is definitely something that, uh, I'm always working on and I can always get better at. And, um, to me, that says it all because as, as close as we can work on a daily basis to get closer to God and, and more grounded in our faith, um, you know, the better we, we're going to be prepared, um, uh, at the end. So yeah, it's, it's, it is everything and, and, and it's really been uh, a basis for, how my family is, is built and, you know, how I want to lead my, my family and, and also be, uh, as a coach and, and, you know, just a, a person to anyone. Yeah, that's very well said. We're always evolving as a person and faith is certainly a, a part of that growth process. I want to talk about a prayer that's special to you and that is the rosary. And there might be a, a guy just tuning into this show said, oh, that's kind of like a feminine prayer. It's a redundant prayer. But um, I believe you had a uh, athletic director in high school who was uh, supporting you in, in uh, praying the rosary. In fact, he would make uh, masculine rosaries for you uh, with, the, with the Green Bay Packers, have green and yellow and, and do all sorts of stuff like that. But talk about that prayer in particular, the rosary, why it's special to you. Yeah. Um yeah, like you said, um, Jim Selke was our, our athletic director. And, and as far as I can remember in high school and, and through college and every team that I've been on, I've got a million rosaries that he's given me. He just gave me like 20 uh, Denver Broncos themed rosaries to, to hand out to the guys. But um, so, you know, that's part of the community that, that I was talking about earlier. But, um, you know, and, and I kind of really got more in depth with the rosary um, really just a few years ago with, uh, when I was with the Falcons, um, and mainly this, this, you know, this masculine rosary that you're talking about, cause that's exactly what I've always thought growing up. It was my granny and old ladies in church holding the rosaries, you know, that they would always be broken or that there was always the basket in the back of church that, you know, rosaries that need to be fixed or whatever. And, um, but, our, our team priest when I was with the Falcons, Father Kevin Peak, um, he was about to be deployed to Afghanistan mm-hmm. at the, at the, after the season. Um, he was a, a, a chaplain with the Army Reserve, but he gave us this rosary that, um, was this, and I, 
I still carry it with me everywhere, but uh, it's this black paracord, um, you know, three and a half inch crucifix. Like this is this is a man's rosary, and he gave me that, and I was like, and I thought of Jim Selke, our athletic director, and I was like, man, that is a really cool rosary. Like that to me is what it should look like as, um, you know, uh, Father. Padre Pio had said it's the it's the weapon of our times and it's definitely something that that can be a, a weapon for our times in this in this given given era right now. But um, so I initially um, was just intrigued about you know when when the whole COVID thing went down and we were you know not able to go to mass in person um, when we were during the season we would do it virtually and and it was our our father Kevin was in Afghanistan at three in the morning, he was, he was leading a mass with the team. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start making these rosaries. Like I just needed to do something else. Like I, I didn't feel like I was getting, um, enough out of, you know, my faith of missing mass, you know, in person. Um, so I wanted to have that portion of, okay, this is going to mean something more to, um, have this handmade that is strong and that men can be, you know, proud and, and, um, really get the benefits of the prayer itself. And I, after that was when I really started to, to dive into the meaning and, and the effect of the rosary prayer itself. Um, and it has been, it's been something that's been evolving ever since then. Yeah, and that chain linking us to heaven and earth, and I know you, you've made these these beads, these rosaries, I should say, not just darker beads, but often of steel. So maybe steel is not only a football name, but also a connection with the rosary, too, and those larger crucifixes that you, you spoke up. I want to talk about uh, dealing with adversity in your life and also, you know, even as an NFL coach and player back when you were a player and, and perhaps single, too, dealing with those temptations or those distractions that would pull you away from faith. Did you rely on your faith during those times to kind of, I don't know, get grounded or at least keep you on a level playing field? Oh yeah. Without question, without question. And to me, you know, that, that to me is the, the difference maker from, for people who are able to, uh, to, persevere through those because there's one guarantee and and you're going to go through some moments in your life regardless of what those are and um, to have that faith to have that background of uh, it's not all on me um, is is such a huge weight lifted off of your shoulders because um, it's not always the right time for everybody else um, or for you individually but uh, in God's time, it, it, things work out the way they're supposed to. And, I, and I've always said that. And, um, and that to me, it just, it keeps you going, pushing through those hard times. And, uh, which is why my faith and, and, you know, my Catholic background is, is so important to me because, you know, I, I'm so blessed to be in the position I am right now. And I, and, but I know that it's, you know, there's still, work to be done. And I still know that there's going to be moments in my life that are going to come up where I need to have that um, background and that stone to, to lean on. 
Now, you and your wife, Rachel, uh, have two daughters and two sons. You mentioned Creed, but talk about now raising your family uh, with in the Catholic faith. And, you know, you're around football all the time, but talk about those moments with your family, trying to raise them as uh, good Catholics. Uh, you know, it's and it's awesome because, you know, our, we've got four kids, you know, like you said, two girls, two boys, and they um, our two oldest are they're in Catholic school. And, um, you know, my wife is, is definitely, uh, devout Catholic and, and, you know, when, when we get together as a family and we pray together and, um, you know, we'll, we say the rosary together and we grow as, as Catholics together and our, my kids teach me things. And, um, you know, one of them that I've talked about before is, is, uh, you know, they, They've learned uh, the Hail Mary in Latin, and I don't, I don't know Latin. I don't know much Latin at all. And so, on the way to school, they're they're teaching me how to say it. And then they'll, you know, they'll they'll quiz me. They're like, "You don't know this? You don't know this prayer by heart?" I'm like, "All right, so you guys, you guys, that's what we're doing this week. You're teaching me this prayer." And so, um, and it's so cool because they they understand how important it is and. They check me as much as I check them um, mm-hmm. to an extent, and so that that's the type of, of uh, family that I that I want to to grow with, and and for for them, I know that that's going to be something that's going to be very beneficial to them, as um, as you know they they grow and evolve in their faith, but it's it's definitely something that we're we're all in it together, and we we understand that we grow and get better in our faith together. You know, having been around NFL teams and been in the locker room and uh, on the field after, I, there's a camaraderie amongst NFL players that with faith, I mean, what people don't see on the cameras is that both teams will come together in the middle of the field post-game to say a prayer and the, the team chaplain will lead it or just a player. But uh, I know there's masses provided for the players and there's that, that faith camaraderie. Are you surprised about the, the faith experience in the NFL? Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Uh, no, yeah, I'm not surprised at all um, because, you know, m- most of, all of them have a similar um, experience with, you know, with their their upbringing and also what it takes to be, you know, at the top of the top. And if the guys that have that faith background and, you know, can uh, lean on each other and lean on their faith and grow through Bible studies, we have a coach's Bible study. There's a player's Bible study that they do. Um, and then those, those priests that travel with us on the road and, um, you know, every, every uh, road game or, or home game covered mass in the hotels. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's, it's, I'm surprised that it's not bigger, and I'm 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 uh, very grateful that that they use their platform. Uh, a lot of them, and there's so many really good uh, players and coaches that definitely use their platform to um, announce their faith and and their devotion to God. And it's it is it is so cool, and and I'm I'm happy, definitely um, grateful that it. it, it is into that uh, atmosphere for for them to to be public about it. Well, Ben Steele has been our guest. He's coaching right there in the Mile High City for the Denver Broncos on 
assistant offensive line coach. Uh, part of his responsibilities now is to keep Russell Wilson on his feet. So we'll see how that works out this upcoming season. But Ben, thanks so much, not only for the football side and uh, talking about your career, but the faith that is within you, the hope, and I know that touches people's lives and to those who uh, listen to this show. So thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on. Blessed to play. Ron, thanks so much for having me, man. I was, I'm definitely honored and blessed to be, be on the show. Thanks again. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two play.com. Like us on Facebook or on Twitter as well, at Blessed to Play. For Coach Ben Steele, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.